Welcome to the teaching ministry of pastors Carl and Cheryl Thomas. Our favorite verse is Habakkuk 2.14, where the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Consumed by that revelation, we are committed to recognizing, resourcing, and releasing high-impact ministries resulting in global glory, transforming lives to impact their world. We have a teaching that will impact you today. Now, let's get right into that word. It's good to be here on Easter. Happy Easter. Good morning. Happy Easter. It's Easter 2020. Easter 2020. And I'm glad we could share it with everybody out there. I know. I miss you guys so much. I know. And this is this is weird, eh? With an empty church. But we know there's people watching. We're really glad to be able to do Easter with you today. <laughs> and uh, I, I threw this out there in, in the feed earlier. The uh, mm. uh, He is risen. Come on. Christ is risen. And yeah. I got the, the appropriate response from Michael Hoy for all my liturgical buddies out there. Thanks, Michael. The, uh, the appropriate response being, he's risen indeed. Ah, uh, yeah, right? amen. It's kind of like, uh, indeed. Like, you know when somebody says God is good? Mm -hmm. All the time? All, right? Yeah, that's right. All okay. the time, God is good. It's one of those <laughs> things. So, so it's actually one of the things I look forward to at Easter, being able to say that and get that back. But well, anyways, the anyways. great divide. <laughs> <laughs> the Great Divide. I'm so excited, Zach. I know, right? So the, the first week, what did, what did we look at the first week? We looked at the New Covenant. Yes, we did. We right. went from old to new. Right, the New Covenant. Because there, there is a New Covenant. There's yes. a divide. There's a clear demarcation point in the Bible, right? There's a clear beginning to a New Covenant, and there's a clear end to the old, which means that the old is now... Obsolete. Obsolete. We didn't even practice that. It's like it's in the Bible or something. Right? It's like Hebrews, or it says the old covenant is obsolete. And that yes. week we talked with Pastor Carl about how there's a new commandment yes. in the new covenant. A new commandment I give to you, Jesus said, that's that you love one another as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's not about uh, do's and don'ts. It's not about uh, how well you can perform that's religiously right. anymore, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about the life it's of Jesus inside the life of you. Of Jesus inside of you. All right, last week, yes. the end of injustice. Yes. That was really exciting. We saw Jesus go into the temple and we saw him clear things out and just ending all the, um, uh, all the marginalization and all of the injustice and just said, no, religion is not having its way, but uh, I am. That's so good. <laughs> Religion's not having its way. I am. I love how Pastor Carl put it. He said that this was the day that Jesus showed up on the scene. Yes. And he started this challenge to push back injustice. And he started his on confrontation and collision with the powers on. of darkness, mm -hmm. which is just so good. I mean, in some of the groups this week, we were talking about what that must have been like, what that day was like when Jesus showed up and, and he's riding the donkey. And, and uh, I think it's a fulfillment of a prophecy in Zechariah 9 9. Yep. And, uh, and just the anticipation and the excitement that must have been going on in the crowd. And the mixed emotions and the just the, the hype and the excitement and oh my goodness, something amazing was happening. And to see the temple after with um, Jew and Gentile and female and children, that would have been a happy place. So, so good. Jesus, life himself, the, the son of God, yes. king of kings, lord of lords, shows up in the temple. <laughs> That's so good. Eh? And Come then on. miracles start happening. He kicks out the yep. injustice. The people who perhaps didn't feel like they had a place, like mm -hmm. they weren't welcome in the house of God. Yeah. Jesus shows up as God and says, guess what? You guys are all welcome. And I'm actually going to deal with, I'm going to confront and I'm going to deal with all the, the obstacles and the injustice that's keeping people out. And he's like, my house is going to be a house of prayer for all nations, for everybody. That's right. So good. So Friday, we talked Friday. about Good Friday. This is the day that Jesus actually confronts spiritually. He deals with those forces. How does he do that on the cross? 
Tell us what happens. Well, you know what? It all happened on the cross uh, with Jesus, his blood, and we know that his blood speaks a better word. It's right there in oh, Hebrews. Look at that. There we go. His blood speaks a better word. Amen. <laughs> That's right. So in the Bible, it talks about the blood of Abel, right? Yes. The blood of Abel. It cried, cried out, out from the ground, asking for vengeance. Mm -hmm. But Jesus' words, blood speaks a better word. <laughs> it does. What does it speak? What do, you, what do you hear the blood of Jesus saying? Well, just as a segue, it speaks life. Amen. <laughs> well, the Old Testament, right? They had yes. to sacrifice the, the animals because they said the life was in the blood. That's right. Jesus gave his, he, he shed his blood for us. There's redemption in the blood, yeah. forgiveness of sins, mm -hmm. so many good things. So, so many good things. At the, at the, at the cross, the, he, he cries out, it's finished. Finished. The old covenant is gone. Yes. It's done. There's a clear divide. Yes. There's a new covenant established in his blood and that blood still speaks. It does. It speaks redemption. Well, to all of us. All of us. All of us. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Well, today we're going to carry on with the Great Divide, but we're going to talk about it from this angle today. We're going to look at the Great Divide between death and life. I mean, the angels on Resurrection Day, they showed up and they said to the women, they said, you know, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Yes. There's a division between what's dead and what's alive. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about that because Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, it's so much more than just one day. It is. It is so much more than just today. And today, that day was so significant, but that should carry through to all of our days. So we here doing? we go. All right. First Corinthians 15 mm -hmm. verse 17. It says, if Christ is not risen, your mm -hmm. faith is futile. You're <laughs> actually still in your sins. Explain that one to us. <laughs> sure thing, Zach. Okay. Uh, you know, everything hinges upon Jesus and what he did on the cross, but also him raising, uh, rising again. You know, it's not just that we're forgiven, which is so exciting and so great, but it's that there is new life. It is that he was raised again and we were also raised again. Wow, that's so good. We yeah. were raised too. So good. See, if Jesus, if all he did was die for us, and I mean, that's a big thing. Wow. But if all but, he did was die, mm -hmm. then what are we left with? We're left with a, a good moral example of somebody who, who loved and mm -hmm. gave up his life for other people, right? Yeah. We're, we're left with uh, uh, an example to follow, a, a Christianity that's based on, I'm going to try mm -hmm. and do my best to copy and emulate the, yeah. the God who loved me and mm -hmm. showed me how to do it. But the good news is, he didn't just die for us. That's he didn't right. just give us an example to follow. He actually rose from the dead and he gives us a new life to live. That's right. So it's not about um, on the one end of the spectrum where I am social justice and I am this good example like you were talking about. And it's not on the other other end where it's all just license to do whatever now. No, I now have this new life in me because he is risen. Amen. He's risen indeed. Yeah. So good. All right. So the resurrection, like Pastor Carl was saying in the offering teaching there, it was a big, big deal for the apostles. Mm -hmm. It was it was actually their message. Yes. I didn't know he was going to use this, so we, we, we use this one as well. Acts 4, verse 33, it says, And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Isn't that, that amazing? That is amazing. I love the, the power, resurrection, grace link there. That's right. You know, this here was what was the concern in the Gospels is, are we walking in that interactive relationship with him that constitutes this new life? That was the big thing. 
True. Yeah. So it is all about life. And G- Jesus said as much too. I mean, the the life, the, the fact that I have come to give them life. Jesus, the resurrection and life was actually what, what Jesus' own message was all about too, That's right? right? So in John 11, you hear Jesus say things like, I am the resurrection and the life. Mm-hmm. Whoever believes in me, though he may die, he'll live. I mean, this, this is something that Jesus spoke about often. And uh, like you said, it's not about uh, license. It's yes. not about uh, whether you do religion or don't do religion. Actually, the, the basis and the founding for the whole of Christianity is that it's a life exchange. That's right. It's, it's, he's given me his life to live. And in fact, the entire, the entire Bible from start all the way through to the end, it is one big intimate involvement of God in humanity. The whole thing. Come on. Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Life filling all of my life. Oh. The life of Jesus filling me in every way and all of my faculties, the life of Jesus in my mind, my heart, my soul, my body, that is what Christianity is all about. See, it's not about religion. I know. This is really exciting. This is so good. (gasps) It's not about religion. Uh It's not about what you do or don't do. It's not about what you can earn from God. Come on. Right? But it's also not about not being religious. Come on. It's actually about being a new creation. That's right. You know, so if I said I wanted to go on a diet, it is not about not having two pieces of cake, right? Cake's good. (laughs) But it's about, actually, I want to be fit. I want to be strong. I want to be healthy. I want to have more energy. I want to enjoy how I feel in my jeans, whatever. But it is about so much more. And if I'm focused on, don't have two pieces of cake, don't have two pieces of cake, I am missing everything it could be. Sure. Or if we said that being married is about not being single, well, then you're missing what marriage could be. True. It's not just that he's brought us out of something. It's that he's brought us into something. He's brought us into something. He's brought us into the divine life. So good. So good. So the Apostle Paul, Galatians chapter 6, verse 15, this is a a little summary, basically, of of his message. He's like, look, what I'm trying to tell you, it's not not about circumcision, Mm -hmm. and it's not about uncircumcision. You know, neither of these things matters. Actually, there's something else that's happened. It's all about a new creation. Yes. A new creation that came up out of the grave with Jesus on Easter Sunday. So that's really exciting. It's so good to know that this life that I'm living, it's actually so natural to me. It's mm-hmm. not something I have to try to pump up or try yeah. to do. I, I've actually raised from the dead with Jesus. We'll, we'll talk right. about that a we'll little bit. We'll talk about that. But resurrection, it was also, like I said, it was Jesus' message. Mm-hmm. We talked about this a little bit. He said, you know, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. Yeah. I mean, Jesus had a lot to say. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. Okay. A lot of what he said, whoever believes in me mm-hmm. will have eternal life. And that's not a life that we uh, look forward to when we die. That's right. I mean, as much as we, we are now become eternal in the sense that we're going to go on forever, but we've actually been given the very quality of the life of God himself. Right now. When? Right now. Right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. So life, life is actually what Jesus came to give us. That's right. That's why this is all about resurrection. John 10.10, 10, the thief does not come except to, to steal, to kill, and destroy. But why did Jesus come? I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly, that you may have life and have it to the full. 
Wow, that's so good. That you might have life. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we can talk about Christianity and we can, we can break up and break down the components of the blessings that Jesus has given us. Like he's forgiven our sins. He's healed my body. He's empowered me with the Holy Spirit. He's made me new. I mean, there's all these wonderful components of what he's done for me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it all gets wrapped up in this one thing called life. Called life. He's given me his own life. The gift of God to humanity was the gift of his son. Yeah. And everything comes through our union with him and the life that he's given us. So it's so good. Acts 13, 29 to 39. You can read about this as well, but, mm-hmm. but this is where they're, they're saying, you know what? I'm declaring to you the glad tidings, the promise which was made to the fathers. God has fulfilled this for us, their children. All the things that God had promised to the Israelites all the way through our time was fulfilled in this, in that he has raised up Jesus from the dead. Yeah, it sums up right there. Wow, so good. Amen. Come on. Yeah. So, resurrection. What, what is this thing we're talking about then? Well, um, we are talking about resurrection. We're going to have three points for you today. Uh, the first point, we're going to... Do you want me to say all three? Yeah, go on. Okay, okay. So, I'll just tell you all three, and then we'll start from the first one. Uh, first, we're going to look at what happened to Jesus. Then, we're going to look at what happened to us. And finally, what that means. Great. So. Yeah, what happened to Jesus? That was that was the apostles' message, wasn't it? That's to right. be a witness to the resurrection. So Judas is gone, very beginning of Acts, and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, we have to find somebody to help us out. There's a job that we've been given to do, and they, they very clearly articulate that as to be witnesses of his resurrection. That's right. So let's do it. Let's witness to the resurrection of Jesus. What happened Good Friday? Tell on- us tell us Good Friday <laughs> leading up to this. Okay. So on Good Friday, Jesus died. <laughs> and um Do we have that verse on the screen? I don't know. Not yet. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Um, So what happens is, is he didn't just die, but he looked out. He knew there was a victory. He knew it was finished. And so as a conqueror, he gives up his spirit. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. As a conqueror, he gave up his spirit. Yes. Because he he did say, didn't he? He said, you know what? Nobody's going to take my life from me. No. I'm going to lay it down, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, nobody takes my life from me. I, I'm laying this down. They told me to have fun, so. Right, right. Okay. I would try it, but it's ugly. But uh, so he, he gives up his spirit. Matthew 27 says That's that. Right. There was a moment where Jesus, he's on the cross. Yes. He's looking out. He, he sees what's going on. And an incredible clarity, an incredible moment of just knowing exactly what's happening in yep. the midst of all the pain and in the midst of having taken on himself the sins of the whole world and in the throes of the the, the, the experience of death and the, the perceived separation between God and man that Jesus was experiencing. He cries out, God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In that moment, he's, he's feeling the weight of sin. He's feeling the lie and the deceptive nature of sin that's telling him, my God has left me and he's abandoned me. And he's identifying with everything that human beings feel sometimes when they're like, God, what's going on? There's a bunch of bad stuff happening in my life and in my world. And Jesus went right into the middle of all that and he absorbed it all into himself on the cross. And at this moment, he cries out. It says he cried out with a loud voice and he gave up his spirit. I mean, there's just so much life in him that, that, that this, even this wasn't going to kill him. He had to give up his spirit. That's right. So powerful, eh? It says at this moment when he did it, that the, the temple curtain was torn from top to bottom. The earth shook. The rocks split. There was a bit of an earthquake. And like you said, Jesus, he, he knew that it was finished. He said, you know what? It's finished. He cried out, it is finished. And he knew he had the victory. So yeah. Jesus, Jesus went on this little bit of a journey. He did. So uh, he didn't go down to hell and suffer punishment. 
No. No. He went down to the place of the dead as a conqueror, and he goes and he preaches. And this is what he preaches. He preaches life. He preaches that he is the resurrection and the life. Do we have the verse for that? Uh, well, in First Peter, it says yes. it's actually oh, right here. It's one of those awkward verses that you're kind of like, I don't know what to do with that. But okay. I mean, I think I think what you said is pretty pretty good. I think that's okay. pretty pretty real. I think mm-hmm. Jesus he gives up his spirit. The Bible says he goes down and he goes and he's talking in this place, whatever this place is. But I'll tell you what, he didn't go and suffer anything at the hands no. of the devil. No, uh-huh. when it was finished, it was finished. That's right. He went down and he preached, and it says again in First Peter four that he spoke to the, the spirits that were in prison, and he had a, a message of resurrection and That's life. Right. I think he said the same thing to those guys that he said to the people who are living. He Come said, on. "I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That's Though good. you die, you know, you believe in me, and you're going to live." <laughs> and, and then we see later on, we see that on the third day. Jesus, something happens in his spirit. Something gets quickened inside of Jesus, and he knows it's time to go. Yeah. He knows it's time to raise up from the dead, and he does. He pops up through the earth. He comes out of this place of the dead. He goes into the tomb. He, he grabs his body. He folds the grave clothes. Mm-hmm. He hangs around long enough to talk to Mary, like Pastor Cheryl said in the pre-show. He, um, a woman. I mean, oh my goodness. That, that would actually like make this message really not credible in this day, right? I know, but that's what Jesus does. He always raises the value of people everywhere he goes, and especially marginalized people groups. Jesus just constantly raises their value. How, how fitting is it that as he's raising, as he's ascending, as he's, as he's on his way up out of the tomb, he's raising the value of people. Oh my goodness, it's so good. So he does this, he grabs, and the Bible says in Matthew 27, it says that while this was happening, that mm-hmm. something funny happened in the city of Jerusalem. And this wasn't just like a, a crazy theory, like there were people that saw this, yeah. but actual people who had died, they actually came out of their graves and started walking around the city I with know. Jesus and, and were seen. It actually says they were seen by people. I know. Isn't that amazing? That is wild. So that's how much life there is in him. It's just amazing. <laughs> he he raises from the dead, and even in the original, it calls him the first fruits, the firstborn uh, from the dead. But even yeah. then, he's bringing people up with him. <laughs> Ephesians four talks about him leading captivity captive. Yes. And you just get this picture of Jesus. He's he's ascending up. He goes and he says hi to Mary, and then he's on his way. He says, "Hey, don't touch me." Don't cling to me yet. Don't touch me yet. I haven't yet ascended. And he's like, okay, I gotta go. And he ascends. And the Bible tells us this story in Psalms 24. I think it's a, it's an angelic view of what's happening. All of heaven is looking and Jesus is ascending and mm-hmm. he's coming up and it says, open wide you everlasting gates. And he comes ah. through the doors of heaven as a conqueror. It says he rises to the highest heights and then he takes his seat at the right hand of the Father. Come on. And then Acts chapter two, verse uh, 32 and 33 on the day of Pentecost. Peter's like, you know what, guys? This Jesus, God, God has raised him to life. Yeah. He says, we're all witnesses to it. He was exalted to the right hand of God. He went on this journey from death down into the place of the yeah. dead, and he ascended right up. He ascended to the highest heights of heaven in order that he would fill everything. And he sat down at the right hand of the Father as a conqueror. The great divide. Wow. He, he crossed the great divide. Jesus yes. did. He sat down at the right hand of the Father, a conqueror, a champion. Mm-hmm. He had earned and gained for humanity the promise of the Father that none of us could ever have gotten for ourselves. He got the promise that was given to Abraham, the promise of the Holy Spirit. I feel really tough right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my goodness. Like, it just makes you want to say, Jesus, there's nobody like him. Wow. Come on. He did for us this day what what none of us could have done for ourselves. And he received the gift of the Holy Spirit, which he was going to pour out just a couple days from then. I think everyone should type amen right now for Jesus. Amen for Jesus. (laughs) So here's the point. 
Okay. When you see the when you see the actual events, the historical real events of what actually happened to yes. Jesus, you see that Jesus crossed the great divide between death and life. Mm-hmm. And he did it for us and he did it as us. Yes. As us. As us. That means that I died? What? So I don't need to die to self. I don't need to try to die daily. I've already died with him. Come on. And I can just focus on this new life now. Amen. Come on. Come on. So I've been, if I died with him, I've also been raised up with him. Mm-hmm. That's so good. See, in him, we too have crossed this great divide. So good. It's Easter. I hope you're all excited at home right now in your living room or your kitchen or wherever you're all watching. I know. It's, it's hard, eh? Without the, like a phone or something to see what people are saying. I know. It's so good. I'm excited, though. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's hard not to be. It's just it's such an amazing day. But then you realize that the, this life and this power and this good news is 24-7, 365. I know. Come on. So here you go. Watch this. Jesus in Revelation. He's, he's appearing mm-hmm. to the Apostle John. And he says to him, don't be afraid. I'm the first and the last. I'm the living one. Look at this. I was dead, and now look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Wow. Jesus Christ, he has this consciousness. He knows, you know, I was dead. I was on that side. I entered into your death. Now look at me, though. Take a look at me now. I mean, wow. I'm now alive forever and ever. I'm sorry. We didn't plan this, but could we, like, take this verse and say it? as though it was our own, like, I am not afraid, I am the first and the last, I am the living one, I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. He gave me that right to put my own name in there, right? So good. I I was dead, now look, I'm alive. He's made me alive, because I've been included in him. So that takes us to the second part of what we want to talk about today. This is what happened to us. What happened to us? Mm -hmm. You can find some of this in Ephesians chapter 2, where -hmm. it talks about how basically his resurrection was our resurrection. That's right. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, please. Okay. Ephesians 2, 1 and 4 to 6. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, but God made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Wow, so I was dead, but I'm now alive in Christ (laughs) Jesus. He was made alive, and I got raised up together with him. That's right. That's just so good news. All right, Romans 6, verse 4 to 11. We were made alive with him. I think you talked about this earlier, right? Mm -hmm, About how mm -hmm. I'm not trying to die. I already died. I already died. But because I already died with him, I also live with him. Come on. Come on. So Romans 6, 4 to 11. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, Mm -hmm. that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Wow. What does that mean for us? Wow. (laughs) That means a lot. Newness of life. (laughs) I know. (laughs) For if we've been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we'll also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now, this is the good part. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm -hmm. I read another version and it said, calculate. Calculate, like think about it or what you said. In other words, do the math. His resurrection is your resurrection. So good. So we're not we're not trying to think about it to no. make it so. No. We're thinking about it because it is so. That's right. And the, and it it sounds like that's a language thing, but that's so important. 
I don't have to try to um, make anything happen. It's already happened. And I'm going on this journey of uncovering, unwrapping, discovering what Jesus did there and what this new life is all about. So good. That that makes me think of, uh, I think it's Ephesians chapter 1. Where the Apostle Paul, he's like, you know, I, I pray that the eyes of your heart would be opened. Ah. He says, I, I pray that the eyes yeah. of understanding would be flooded with light and revelation knowledge, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God would flood your soul. That's and right. amongst other things that he asks that, that, that would happen in people was that they would, they would come alive to the, the knowledge. They would come that's alive right. to the knowledge of the power of God that's already been poured out on their behalf mm-hmm. in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. So he says, I pray that you might know the surpassing greatness of his power towards you who believe the working of which he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his own right hand so he prayed that they would know he didn't pray that they would get come on okay yeah good yeah we're this isn't something that we're looking forward to that's right this isn't something that we're trying to make happen this is something that's already happened to me Mm -hmm. I've already been raised up with Christ I've already been made to sit with him in heavenly places And Ephesians 1, 3, it says, I've already been uh, made a partaker of every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh my gosh, every. Because what he did happened to me too. It happened to me too. He took me on a journey. He took Mm -hmm. me on the journey from death to life Mm -hmm. already. So, So. what happens? Mm -hmm. What happens for you when you see, when when the lights come on and you see that, that his resurrection is also your resurrection, that when he was raised up, you were raised up too? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Freedom. <laughs> freedom. Freedom. <laughs> this is one of my, uh, my... Everybody should type in freedom right now. And like wear kilts and stuff? I'm not tracking with you there. Isn't I don't that, know where uh, you're going with this. Isn't that from uh, Mel Gibson, Braveheart? Oh, gosh. Freedom. And then they all do the kilt thing? That's an old movie. That is an old movie. And I just... I was going to say I exposed myself, but I think that's in the movie too. <laughs> Edit. Freedom. Hebrews 2, verse 14 to 15. This is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, (laughs) all about the death of Jesus, the death and resurrection. And when you're trying to understand what Jesus actually did on the cross, and you're looking for a good atonement theory, here's one for you right now. Hebrews 2, 14 to 15. That through death, he, Jesus, might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, Mm -hmm. and then release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That is phenomenal. So we, we already talked a little bit about how Jesus entered into our death. Yes. He goes through death. He might destroy him who had the power of death. Jesus died on the cross in order to enter into our death. See, we were already dead. We had a problem. We couldn't raise ourselves up. No, no. No, we were dead. So Jesus, the champion, the champion human, he, he goes into our death knowing that he has the power and the authority to both lay down his life and then yeah. take it up again. Yeah. He goes down into our death. It's like he hugs us, he grabs hold of us, and he raises from the dead and he brings us with him. And he imparts and squeezes all of his life into us and we come alive with him. Mm-hmm. And in that process, because we're now not afraid to die. I mean, fear is the biggest, I think the fear of death is the biggest, uh, mm. I got to say this very clearly, FOMO, the fear of missing out. <laughs> Right? Yes. I mean, it's all broken off of our lives. The, the, the fear of death, the fear of dying, the fear that something about me is going to come to an end. Jesus completely uh, obliterates that and totally takes the keys out of the hands of the devil and says, you know what? You don't get to, to put these people in bondage anymore. You don't get to, to, to lie to them. You don't get to, to tell them that their story has an ending. He's but, the ultimate mama bear. Come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that picture. Yeah. The ultimate mama bear coming up out of the tomb. That's right. That's so good. All right. So when you know this, I mean, when you when you know that you've been raised up together with him and this kind of fear leaves your life. Yes. I mean, you, th this is what happens. John 5, verse 24. You see that you also have crossed the great divide. That's right. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Hold on, hold on. Has crossed over? Has. Past tense, looked after, already done. Wow. I think that's why he could say in John 11, whoever believes in me, though he may die, he will live. That's right. So this is access and possession of eternal life Come on. right now. Right. This isn't waiting to go to heaven someday. Nope. This is right now eternal life, full access. I mean, we trust him for eternal life. Why not trust him for this life? Why not trust him and live out of that eternal life right now? And is that eternal life something that we get to manifest uh, on a Sunday? Sure. Is it something we get to manifest on a Monday? That's right. Keep and, going. And Tuesday? Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday? It is our ordinary life. Our ordinary life is redeemed, and we um, just trust God in every single dimension of our real life. Like, ordinary is the container for this life of God to flow so that I will end up cultivating myself, my my family, my workplace, my culture, this is where Jesus's life can flood through, which brings us to point three. So the life of Jesus finds mm -hmm. expression in me, everything I do, everywhere I go. That's right. My home. Yes. My job. Yes. My family. church. The grocery store when I can get in. That's right. Yeah. Everywhere. Come on. That's, That's all good what stuff. the God life looks like inside of us. Our ordinary lives are affected. I love it. Mm -hmm. So good. Resurrection life popping through in every area of your life and every, every event, everything that you're involved in, you can have an expectation that the life of Jesus is going to manifest through you in the middle of anything and everything. That means if there's an area of your life that you feel like you're struggling with or there's, yeah. there's something that feels like it's dead, well, guess what? The resurrection life of Jesus actually manifests through the whole of you. There's not part of you that's dead and part of you that's alive. Everything about you is alive. That's right. Everything. Everything. Mind, body, Mind. spirit. I mean, we've got a, we've got a hope and an anticipation. We're going to get these glorified bodies right now. But I mean, even Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, he said, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body Come through on. his spirit who dwells in you. Mm -hmm. That means my thought life gets filled with the life of God. That's right. I love that. My so body. my self-talk is my God talk. Come and on. I the only thoughts I have the right to think are the ones that he thinks about me. Come on. That's right? so good. And there's no hidden areas of deadness in me. No. I can speak life over all of me. I can speak life over all of my relationships. That's right. I can speak life over dark areas of my thinking. That's correct. Resurrection life infuses over everything, everything about me. Resurrection everything. life comes through my body. <laughs> yes. It gives life and hope to everything about me. All mm -hmm. of me. My health. Everything. So That's what does right. this mean in the big picture okay all right what does this mean mm -hmm. it means all things are new all things are new therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation old things have passed away behold all things have become new that's amazing eh? 
That's one of those Bible verses that I, I read a lot. Yeah. I think a lot about yeah. and I'm just every time I read it, I feel like something else happens to me. Like my mind just expands that little bit more to believe a little bit more. I know. I love it. Like like literally all things have become new. It's actually like there there's this little rabbit show for a second here. Okay. Real quick. But there's this link in the Bible between like the body and, and, and the natural order. Right? Mm. God made Adam out of the, the dust of the earth. I like that. Literally, the resurrection of Jesus, it reconstitutes the whole created order and the whole cosmos is reconstituted in the everything. resurrection of Jesus Christ's body. I like that. That's amazing. Absolutely eh? everything. All things are made new. And that gives us, that gives us a new purpose. Yes, it does. Gives us a new ministry. Mm -hmm. We are ministers of life. Well, this is pretty cool. Ephesians, uh, Hebrews chapter Hebrews. 7. It talks about Jesus, one who's become a priest, not on the basis of a regulation as to his ancestry, not on the basis of his ability to do things really, really well, mm -hmm. not on his ability to uh, tick the boxes and say, okay, now I get to minister for God. Now I get to be God's representative. Yeah. But it says on the basis of the power of an indestructible life. Yeah. For it's declared, you're a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. We've been given a priesthood. Wow. He says in Revelation, he's made us kings and priests. Wow. In the order of Melchizedek, we are qualified to minister and to share these words of life with others. We're qualified to stand in the, in the middle of, of death and brokenness and darkness and communicate words of life because we have been made participants and sharers of this same indestructible life. So I'm part of the great story. Wow. You, yeah, you've got a significant part. Uh, in fact, he allows us to be authors in it. So good. He's actually like continuing to write his own story through yeah. us. Wow. Wow. So the words Jesus said, he said, my words, their spirit and their life. Mm -hmm. And we get to be those people today. Like even in the midst of a pandemic, yeah. we get to be people today who are That's able right. to share life. Words of life. Good stuff. All right. So this message that we have, what, what is our message? What is our message on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday? Our message is from death to life. So Jesus, he died, he was raised again. I died and I was raised again. And because I was raised again with him, my there I don't have an old man. I don't have a second nature. I'm just going to play dead to that. And I'm just going to live out of this new life. And I'm going to continually uh, feed that. I'm going to get revelation on that. And I'm going to walk in that in my ordinary life. So good. So yeah. good. So what about if I don't if I don't feel new, Zach? What if I don't what if I still feel like I need to die to some things? How does that work? Well, if you, if you're not feeling it, that's what the apostle Paul prayed that you'd get some revelation that that would actually become a living reality to you and in you. And Jesus said, "You know, I'm going to I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, the spirit of Come truth. On. He's going to testify on the inside of you that you are a child of God. Yes. He's going to tell you deep down in the core of who you are that you actually have already been raised up together with Christ. And there's an internal witness of the Holy Spirit yes. on the inside of you telling you you're new." That's right. We don't have to pump this up. We don't have no. to try and make this happen. And and you also don't have to try and make the consciousness of it real to you either. I love that. Right? The Holy mm -hmm. Spirit has come. He's the Spirit of truth. And you have that anointing from the Holy One. It stays with you. It abides with you. It's working on the inside of you. And the Holy Spirit is actually working on people today and causing us to realize the fact that we have been raised up. Yeah. It's such good news. And, uh, and, it, and it doesn't just stop with us. I mean, he, the, the Apostle Paul, he said this. He says, okay. you know, if one died, one. 
then all died. Mm -hmm. If one died for all, then all died. Right. That those who live should no longer live for themselves, mm -hmm. but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, from now we on, regard no one. No one. No one, according to the flesh. Oh my gosh, I love that. So what Jesus has done is so big. It's so powerful. It affects the way that we see everybody. That's because everybody has the worth of Jesus dying and raising for them. So that is the only viewpoint I get to have of you. The only viewpoint I get to have of you or of anybody is that you are worth Jesus's death and life. Therefore, you have so much worth. So again, just raising the value of people everywhere. So good. Yeah. So look at this. Even though we knew Christ according to the flesh, mm -hmm. yet we know him thus no longer. Right. That's amazing. So here's one of those things, too, that'll help you out a little wow. bit. If you feel like you're not feeling, you're not connecting with the yeah. fact that you're new and you're not struggling with the old. Here's the thing. The Bible says that as he is, as he <laughs> is, so are we in this world. And so how as is he? he is, he's risen. Ah. He's alive. He's at the right hand of the Father. Yeah. See, if you're looking for Jesus, if you're looking for the Jesus of Nazareth, according to the flesh, if you're looking for Jesus on the cross, he's not there. No. The good news of Easter is you're not going to find Jesus in the tomb. That's right. And it's empty. It's so good. And you're not going to find Jesus, the wandering itinerant minister either. No. He's, at, he's in heaven. He's at the right hand of the Father right now. And his very life is an intercession for all of humanity. Mm -hmm. So we don't even know Jesus in the flesh anymore. Therefore, if anyone is in him, he's yeah. a new creation. New. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. All mm -hmm. things have become new. And now all things <laughs> are of God. Everything about you is of God, who's reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. That is, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses against them. <laughs> so was it about sin, Zach? <laughs> no, Jesus, God is not holding anything against us. Jesus oh, paid for it all. He who knew no sin became sin for mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Therefore, God is not in heaven uh, orchestrating punishments and pains and afflictions no. against humanity to try and punish them for their sins. No. All the sins of the whole world got taken on Jesus on Good Friday, like 2,000 years ago. And new life has emerged for all of us. And he's given us, those who've become conscious possessors of this eternal life, he's committed to us this word of reconciliation. And that's the big message we have for, for you at Easter today, is that, that God loves you. He has already reconciled you to himself. And the only thing remaining is for you to be able to say, you know what? I see that. I believe it. I believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. I believe that he died and he took my sins. And when you see it, when you can say, yeah, I accept that. I accept that that happened for me. I'll tell you what, something will happen on the inside of you. The lights will yes. come on. Something's going to go on deep down inside of you. When you say, I accept that, I mm -hmm. see it. And there's this experience called being born again. And the lights are going to go on. Something's going to just, just click for you. Everything in life is going to make sense for you. It's going to be like, yeah. wow, I, I see with a new clarity. I feel a new life inside of me that I've never had before. So we want to take a moment just right now and, and pray with you. Yeah. Maybe you've never, you've never had that moment of realization before. Maybe you've never seen this before. Maybe you have, and maybe you just want more revelation of this new life and what's available to you. That's possible, too. That's so true. So mm -hmm. everybody, right now, if you're in your living room, wherever you are, uh, just, just bow your head, close your eyes. We're all going to pray together. Mm-hmm. Just, just pray after me. Just say this, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I believe in you. 
I believe in you. I believe you were raised from the dead. I believe you were raised from the dead. I believe you love me. I believe you love me. You are the giver of life. You are the giver of life. And I accept you today. And I accept you today. Amen. 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 If you've done that, if, you, if mm-hmm. you've prayed that prayer, something has happened to you and we want to find out about it. So please, if that's you today, go to impactlondon.ca. Go to the yeah. website, fill out the connect card at the front. Let us know what's happened for you today. That's right. So please click that connect card. Um, we want to send you something. And as well, we have next steps. We hope you will join us in there. Again, just another click away on our homepage. Uh, if you are a regular impactor, please just click lobby and join us in the lobby so we can see each other's faces and we can celebrate Easter. We can celebrate this new life together. So good. Yeah. Hope, hope to see you on the lobby. Hope to see you in next steps. Kelly, pray for everybody and let's go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Well, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you are good. Thank you that you died, but thank you that you rose to life again. And thank you that I also died and I also uh, was part of your resurrection and I experienced this new life. And so I just want to say thank you. May I, may we all enjoy all the benefits of it. And I pray that we could just um, love one another. Let everybody else experience this new life as well. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Love you guys. Happy Easter. Easter 2020. Go and enjoy this new life. We'll see you in the lobby. We'll see, see you, you in next the steps. lobby. See you at next steps.